Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. This is the May. Wait, this <laughs> We're live now, and, and this is the May. I don't, dude. Star Wars thing, Mike. I told you last time not to say that again. I know. Okay. But we got another couple weeks of May. Okay. We got another couple weeks of this is the May. Okay. So you're just going to have to have to live with it. No, it's already out there. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about right. it. You can't put yeah. the toothpaste back in the tube. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Mike? Yes. We got Mike here. We got Mike McCarter here, the Big Mac. We were trying to figure out. We came up with all kinds of stuff to name this today because your yeah. name gives us a lot of and your character gives us a lot of options yeah, mikey it, likes it yeah mike yeah, yeah mikey likes it was mac one and of cheese mm-hmm. came up yep, yep give it to mikey he'll double eat mac it. with yep. cheese yep i think we ended up just going with deacons or rad that's what we ended that's up, what we with. Ended up yeah. going with but we do have we do have the big mac on here to prove it yeah <laughs> so we're, we're gonna get into that today and uh we were we were getting to know mike a little bit more before uh, we, we turned on the camera today and he, he likes to run stairs and, uh, that's just silly. So, yeah. 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 That, that is not the May yeah. to run stairs. I think you actually <laughs> said it was your bucket list to go run stairs again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it, it, it's something that I, I haven't put a lot of effort into. It's kind of tough to do it during the bad weather and whatnot and treadmills suck. So, yeah. you know. So I'm waiting for the good weather to get back out and start chugging it, and it's terrible when you start. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you could just crank sure. that treadmill all the way at a full incline and call it good. No, doesn't. Yeah. Not the same. <laughs> no, I. You know, you look at the ones that have the have the the screens and the video, and you're in this race or running this course, and it yeah. automatically adjusts and stuff. Nah, <laughs> it's not the same okay. at all. There was a years ago. There was a the show on some obscure network called Kenny versus Spenny. And it was these two guys that were like in their twenties and they would do these competitions. Mm-hmm. And then the, like the loser or the winner would get to pick a shame for the loser. And the one guy was like, Mr. By the book, you know, honorable. And the other guy was just cheat like a dog, whatever it takes to win. And one of their things was, uh, I think they were uh, Canadian. And so in Toronto, they have whatever the tower is. It's kind of like the, the, the Canadian space needle, you know, whatever that tower mm-hmm. is. And one of their competitions was to see who could run to the top the fastest. And so the one guy, you know, that is honorable runs the stairs. The other guy just hops in the elevator oh. and goes to the top and orders a steak dinner at the restaurant. And well, like he's just yeah. finishing his ribeye when the other guy gets up and he's, you know, about dead. And so one is smart and one <laughs> is not so smart. Right. Yeah, exactly. That, that just means that you define the rules. Yeah. Well, before yeah. you have a competition like that. Right. But nah. or, or you just don't run stairs. Yeah, that's that's the other option. <laughs> well, we figured it was time to have you on. We've been wanting to have you on, but we were kind of waiting for you to to reach more of a celebrity status <laughs> because you've been, you know what I mean? Because you've been like C- CBS has you on, and you know you've sat with Tucker Carlson, National Geographic, all that stuff, and so we figured, okay, he's it's finally time that he comes on the door. Now, now he's reached he's, the level of now that he's reached the level of popularity. <laughs> 
Yeah, so. Yeah, you just don't yeah. see the emails that come in afterwards, you know. You're an old white man. What are you doing on TV and <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of interesting comments mm-hmm. on what it is that you do. Oh, yeah. And it's funny how inaccurate they are as far as the attacks on you and you as a person and what your what your agenda is. So it's it's kind of interesting because I'm thinking, like, I know this guy personally, you know. like right. And, like nothing that you guys just said about this guy's correct <laughs> so it's it's kind of funny no you are you are you are one of those heroes one of those guys that i look look at and want to be like i want to be like mike right and not not the other mike but this one yeah, yeah. well thank when you. i get older if, so if we ever grow up right? if we yeah. ever grow up if we make it if jesus doesn't come back before then and yeah. uh, i'm kind of voting for that actually right i'd, I'd rather that happen We'll see what happens. So we're talking about deacons today, and the reason that we're talking about deacons today is because they don't get the love. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing sexy about being a deacon. Uh, no, no one in the congregation ever looks at the deacons and goes, "It's so awesome what you guys do." They tend to look at the pastor, or they look at you know the, the personalities and the characters and that are out there um, actively doing something. You guys are really behind the scenes, and uh, it is actually what makes so many things. Yep actually work and continue to work and people don't realize it and uh and funny enough it's it's one of the two offices that god has given the church but no one really pays much attention to it so uh, i actually wanted to read that uh when we start a lot of people think what is a deacon well what is a deacon i'll just start with that what does deacon mean i read a book once that likened deacons to shock absorbers <laughs> I thought it was kind of an interesting analogy. You know, shock absorbers, the shock absorbers of the church. Yeah. Where, you know, they just kind of, you know, no, nobody's thinking about your shocks necessarily when you're driving down the road in your car until things get really bad. Mm-hmm. Right? And then you might think, oh, I need new shocks. But generally shocks, they just kind of do do their thing without a lot of fanfare and kind of behind the scenes. And, and you guys do that and, um, you know, kind of help us. And I'm sure you're going to get there, but to where the pastors can devote their time to, to preaching and prayer. And, right. For sure, yeah. yeah. You know, it's a servant with a, with a title. It's a servant. That's all. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the funny thing is because we're all, um, it's almost kind of sort of even like the pastor, is we're all called to shepherd each other, one another. There's a lot of one another's that is basically just shepherding. But then there's this office of shepherd. And so they're not the same, even though in ways we're all doing the same thing. There, there's and, mm-hmm. and it's the same thing with the deacon. Is you, Everyone's called to serve the person next to them, right? It's someone that serves, and uh, and yet there's a, a special office that's designated a group of people that are known to everybody else as the go-to for certain things. So, um, and I think that's where it gets um, challenging sometimes, especially mm-hmm. if you're in a church in Lapine that has a warming center right. in it. So we're <laughs> we're gonna get to that, but. Uh, let me read this real quick. Qualifications for deacons obviously comes out of First uh, Timothy, chapter three. Deacons must be dignified, not double-tongued, not addicted to much wine. So, you know, even days of the week—Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays—you can go ahead. Not greedy for dishonest gain. Uh, they must hold the mystery of the faith with a clear conscience and let them also be tested first. Then let them serve as deacons if they prove themselves blameless. Their wives likewise must be dignified, not slanderers, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Let deacons each be the husband of one wife. 
Um, pretty sure you only have one right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Managing their children and their households well for those who serve well as deacons gain a good standing for themselves and also great confidence in the faith that is in Christ Jesus. And I real I, I notice, and I I think this is pretty clear that when you look at qualifications for overseers, qualifications for deacons, as Paul lays out here, that these are character things. So they're not necessarily right. talking. He's not talking here about what you're going to find yourself doing. It's really about how you're doing right. what you find yourself doing. Um, and this is where I think you are just exemplary. Um, you, you have been such a standout that way. I've been in a lot of churches. I've known a lot of deacons and, and a lot of really good ones. But the way that you do the stuff that you do is mind-blowing to me. It's Agreed. such a testimony of, of, of uh, just the love of Christ for the church and for his people. Un- very ungrateful many times, but the attitude in which you do it and the character that you do it with is, is absolutely amazing. And I think that's why we wanted to get you on and try to glean a little of this and share a little of this today. So start yeah. by telling us a little bit about yourself, Mike. When did you meet Jesus? Well... Currently, I'm 76 years old. Yeah, and you want to run stairs, so yeah, yeah whatever. <laughs> right. Um, I didn't come to Christ or accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior until I turned 40. Hmm. And raised around different, um, I guess, religious activities, Lutheran Church, Catholic Church, uh, whatever, Um tried to read the Bible multiple times like it was a book mm-hmm. and got two or three books into mm-hmm. it and thought, what is this about Right, type thing? Um, Circumcision? I, I, what? Yeah, what? Yeah. I didn't sign I, up for that. <laughs> I think there is a, in my particular case, it was that midlife crisis mm. where, uh, you know, you hit that 40-year-old that range and you, and you figure out, wow. Uh, this world is not cranked up to right. what it professes to be. And my life's halfway right. gone. It's gone right. by so yeah. fast. Like, right. what am I doing? Yeah. What have and I done? And so I started looking for something. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened that I had a neighbor a couple doors down that, that I knew and spent time with and reloading ammunition and stuff and, and talking and whatnot. And I asked him, said, can I go to church with you? You know, because I thought, okay, that's where I'm going to go. I'm going to go search this out at church first. And um, in between that is when Tom Landry, the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, came on TV. and He's the dude that wore the fedora. Oh, right? yeah. Right. You just said, hey, you know, something missing here. Here's this little book for life. And I called that number and got that book. Hmm. And that, that I, I know in looking back in retrospect that the Holy Spirit was starting to work on me. Sure. You know, sure. and uh, that's where it came about. Yeah. But I nice. married nine children, 27 grandchildren, Holy nine cow. great-grandchildren now. Crazy. On it. So uh, my concern at this age is to leave them a legacy. Yeah. And my legacy is that grandpa or great-grandpa loved the Lord with his ho- all his heart. Yeah, right. And he is my Lord mm. and Savior. Mm-hmm. But most of all, my Lord. Yeah, for sure. For That's sure. cool. Um, you went to Bible what Bible school after that, right? So after you got saved, no, there there was a little bit of a dry period. I mean, you know, and I can look at I can look at Saul, 
yeah. who became Paul and see the, an analogy there that I was on fire and I, I wanted to share with everybody that, that Jesus was my Lord yeah. and he was the son of God. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know any answers, right? You know, when people would come at me for questions and things like that, and so sure. probably for two or three years it went on that way, and you know, kind of become lukewarm and whatnot. And I had a man at church come up, and for whatever reason, and probably the Lord's plan, yeah, and ask if he could disciple me, yeah. And that's where it started looking into the Word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you did go. You did get some formal education. No. Oh, okay. I thought you. So you've no. taken like hermeneutics classes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, okay. I, I took. I took various classes. Greek. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. You know, in hermeneutics and and yeah. some other classes that were being taught by a, a, a pastor that pastored Pastor Terry's church. Yeah. On it, uh, Mark Schufelt. Okay. Out of Salem. Okay. And. Uh, Pastor Terry and his wife had just left there when Pat and I joined there. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever aspire to be like something big in the church? Like once you became a believer, like, oh, I want to, I want to teach or I want to be an elder or I want to, I mean, was that like in your crosshairs or were you just happy to be a Christian? I don't, I don't think that I, you know, I thought once or twice about, you know, it'd be kind of neat to be a you know, go to a small church like in Unity yeah. or or someplace or Ukiah and, you know, preach a sermon. Yeah. But not not shepherd a whole church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was acutely aware of that, uh, re, you know, responsibility and or accountability sure. that the Lord has put on you pastors yeah. and whatnot. So, Have you always been just a, a servant? Like even pre-Jesus, just oh. a, a guy that pours out well, and look, you know, does for others and thinks of others. And... There, there's a difference, but before and after. Okay, that's that's what I want to. Yeah, hear. The, yeah, the before is whenever you did something for somebody, for you. you said they, <laughs> right. they, they owe me, they yeah, owe yeah. me this, and I can go to them. So, sometimes I, even after you still do that, <laughs> right? But but after that. Uh, I, I found that the, the real difference is that you wanted to do something for somebody to help them. Yeah. And they wanted to pay you for it. And they go, whoa, I don't need payment for this. Sure. I, that's not why I'm doing it. Sure. I, and I'm not doing it for any other. It's not like a works salvation. Right. It's just in my heart that I want to do that. Right. God, God has just wired you to be that way. Yeah. 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 So... Uh, and that's the same thing with a deacon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. And I, I think I told you when when you approached me in the very beginning, I don't need a title to serve. Right. I, I just want to serve. Right. In whatever capacity <clears throat> that I'm asked to do it or where I see a need. Right. And, well, one of the reasons we approached you is because you were doing it without being asked exactly. to do it. Be, because it's just kind of who you are and, yeah. and who God has made you, and we recognize that. Yeah. Yeah, you you would be doing yeah. it anyway, and we and we know that. But because of the way you did it, and that you were doing it anyway, um, I think that's where the office part comes in. Is when the character matches up with the gifting or the right. outworking of what's happening. It, it's good to for everybody else in the congregation to know and acknowledge to be able to look towards you, or know who the go to person is as far as 
you know, when, when needs need to be met. I think we see that. I mean, same, some people argue, but Acts chapter 6, right? The, the church was starting to get, get to the point where people were being neglected, and so they appointed a certain amount of people among them to take care of that so that the elders didn't have to do that. And, and so you, there, there is this acknowledgement thing so that everybody knows who they can go to and, and look to as far as an example right. of well, what it is to serve. So. Well, you, you know, our, our, our church— and churches in general, yeah, are families. Yes, uh, you know, they are families of brothers and sisters in the Lord. And as a person who um, you, you kind of look at it like, okay, if this was my family and I was the the father, what do I need to do? What what needs to be required? Yeah, and all. But on the other hand, when I look at it, um, I want to take the burden some of the burden off off you pastors oh you you do I you mean, do yeah no, thank I mean, you it, it's just but yet not step over the line and you don't do that uh, it, yeah it's amazing yeah. but I, but i think that 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 becomes because of the 70 some years of being around say okay here's i think here's that, yeah where i can go here's where i need to ask permission well, that's part of it. Is I, th- I think you understand you've got you've got the mileage behind you. You've got the, mm-hmm. the, the the mileage behind you and the wisdom behind you in the Word of God, knowing what it is and what it isn't. I, I don't know how many times I've seen in churches where it's like it's like the dysfunctional family thing. Right. You've got the elder board, you've got the deacon board, and then you've got the pastor, and nobody knows where their boundaries, their lines, right. or their fighting. God-given positions are. So they're all, like, it's a mute, a constant mutiny going on mm-hmm. between the, these factions. And it's one of the weirdest things in the world, and I, and I love how, how you, you have defined those lines. Like, you know where God has placed them, um, and you... you you do function within those really well. We really appreciate yeah, the way you function within those lines. You know, thank you for the for the accolades there. Oh, you're um, going to get more. Just <laughs> it, you know, it it is. Um, I I guess probably the biggest thing is the the longer that I serve, and the closer I get in into God's word, and what mm. um, I should be, how I should be living out of the new testament especially the 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 closer i get to removing me out of the equation there you go right and and the me part is what messes us up right like it's my authority my responsibility no let's get rid of that word mm-hmm. me or my which is the key to effective godly living right mm-hmm. is less self right it's when mm-hmm. we stop considering ourselves and we start considering others above ourselves and mm-hmm. and i know that we all relapse you know daily oh. in that um but but we are mo- we are most effective and most valuable um and most most dangerous i mean that in the best way when we're not about us right. we're about the family right? there there is that struggle that yeah. takes place all yeah. the time yeah. no matter what me myself and i versus others but I've also found that more the more often you're into prayer for other people, you're looking you're looking out. Yeah, you're not looking necessarily at how it affects me. For sure. Yeah, that's good. On it. But I, I I ask I ask God, maybe not continuously, but I think wait, I I watch all these other people, family members, and so on that are passing away, and I'm going, 
why are you leaving mm. me here? What's what's my purpose? Yep. You know, what do you what do you have in your plan for me? To run stairs. Yeah. <laughs> no. no, primarily is to take care of my wife, I believe. Yes. You know, primarily, you know, because my kids are all adult. Sure. They're all right. out there. But uh yeah. Yeah, and you're in pretty good shape. Yeah, I think so. No, I, I think so. You yeah. know. Um, so go ahead go ahead. Yeah. You know, what was it? Uh 10, 11 years ago when I came down with cancer um, in the hospital and Pat and I were in there praying and whatnot. And, and our prayer at that time is, you know, God, if you're going to leave me here, let me do your will. Yeah, sure. If not, let's go, you know, mm-hmm. let, let's, let's go home. And he left me here. And, and that was kind of like, if you, you think about driving in a stick shift, it's kind of like getting up into third gear. Mm-hmm. You know, you're starting, right. to, starting to roll. You're not in fourth gear yet, but getting into third gear, and you say, okay, what can I do? You know, what, what's my role? And how can I do this? Because God is, you know, and trying to listen to him and say, okay, not like necessarily like uh, Saul wanting to go to the uh, – the the Jews and preach the gospel when God is saying no I want you to go to the Gentiles and button heads with him I don't want to go the wrong way yeah with it yeah. so so this is kind of a bad question but I'm going to ask it anyway yeah why do you think deacons don't get the love do you feel appreciated oh yeah okay but 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 again. Hey, I think a good deacon is not in it for his own. That's act why it was a bad question. That's, yep. <laughs> that's why I qualified Agreed. it as yeah. a bad question. You know, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it you know, yeah. um, there, but but there is that struggle because at times you like to hear your name. Sure, I think everybody's that way. They like to hear your their name. Well, there's there's a fine line between affirmation and like, you know, being pumped up. Right, because of our pride, mm-hmm. I think I think affirmation is helpful. I know that's not everybody's language. Some people need it more than others. I, I'm a big affirmation guy. I just need because I think it's because I'm so hard on myself that I need someone to tell me, "No, you're ac- you're actually doing okay right now." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but there's there's a fine line between that just feeding, you know, self and ego and whatnot. Um, but typically, you just uh, I don't know. Deacons, it doesn't seem get. You probably don't get the cards. You don't have like a deacon appreciation right. month. You know <laughs> what I mean? Where where people are are just being, you know, uh, sharing their gratitude openly for what you do and appreciating you. So, that well, and I, I I think in our church down there in Lapine, I do get those appreciations. I think when, so because yeah. it's a smaller congregation, it, and and you do so much more. I mean, right. you you are not not just because of your age, but I you know people look at you as more than a deacon and rightly right. so because you've got so many years with the Lord. You've got so much wisdom that, um, you are, you are pastoral. You're just it, a respectable guy, Mike, all the way around. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. You're a Swiss army knife. Well, you know, I, and we look into, into God's word yeah. and we look at what the older folks are supposed to be sure. supposed to set the example. Sure. And it's not a show thing, right. but, right, right, right. but just by your actions. So what? Do you, tell us yeah. what you do. Like, what is, what is a normal day, an average day for a deacon in Lapine at the Lapine door, look like? Um, 
you know, I you know, you you are sitting here giving me these affirmations, accolations, whatever, and there's three of us that are deacons. So. Well, we're we're I was I'm not going to leave them out. No, no, I know, <laughs> I know, but but one of them, i.e., Jock, yeah, is there just about every day. No, I uh, yeah, he is. Yes. And I and, think Craig would be if he didn't have a day job. And Craig right. would yeah. be. If so, so you're retired. Jock's retired. Craig, Craig has a full-time job, but right. but homie's but, but, down there putting in the hours, too, but, when he can. Yeah. And when, when the three of us are together, it is a hoot. Yeah. I, I You know, I would assume it's like when the three of you pastor together. Sure. You know, we, we joke, you know, like how many deacons does it take to change a light bulb? Mm-hmm. Right. You know. Or when we do stupid things and paint something wrong or whatever. Sure. There's a tight bond with oh, you guys. There is. Yeah. There is. It, it, and not a critical situation. Mm-hmm. But the common thing is to look at our church down there and see what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Whether it's just checking security, whether it's ripping out a floor or putting in a wall or or whatever those are those are things that are kind of fun to do because you can stand back afterwards and look at it and go wow right this looks good there's accomplishment yeah or people come in and and who haven't been there in a while and see what's changed yeah um you know but again they're they're you know because a lot of people are there every sunday they don't see the the dramatic changes and so on but it's it's um well, they take the load again off you guys there to, you know, don't worry about locking up. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about cleaning that. You know, we just do it. Yeah. And it's all three of us are the same way. Yeah. You know, if we see a need, we jump in there. And I, I and I think that's, again, that's that's a way a deacon should be. It, it, it totally is. And I, I realize that it's it's. It's maybe a little bit unusual, um, our situation in Lapine, because we came into a building that needed an right. extreme makeover due to the ministries and the outreaches and the other things that we do out of that building. And so it's kind of been an extreme thing. Like there's there's been one big project after another. Um, but, but to your point, that is what a deacon does, whether it's extreme or not, you're, you're taking the load off of who it otherwise might go on and what that might take away from them. I remember contrasting it with Three Rivers when we planted this church 12 years ago. We were over in that strip mall, and we went into a couple of suites on the bottom floor that hadn't been occupied in a long time, and they were just a mess, and we had to make it a space for a church. And uh, we did that. You know, the, the, the pastors did that as they worked a full-time job and as they pastored and started the church and then in every other, you know, moment that I had awake, um, I was down there laying floors and, you know, slinging a paintbrush. And, um, and so to then see you guys taking that on in Lapine and yeah. you not having to do it has been like a humongous blessing. It makes me look at like the scriptures and go, Oh yeah, this, this yeah. is, this is what this sense. means. You know what I mean? This is how, what it's supposed to look like. And that's been huge. So, um, I'm going to switch gears a little bit mm-hmm. because you are, you are down there so much doing, you do so many other things, even though you're retired. Um, obviously, you know you take care of your wife well. You teach classes. You're, you know, cam- campaigning and other big things. Um, 
and, and yet you, you spend so much time down there. How do you find like a healthy balance between like what you do for the, for the church directly, all the deaconing, all the projects, and then also taking care of not neglecting things like your wife and the, the other stuff that matters? It's easy with age to forget things. <laughs> and so uh, I find that, that the one tool that helps me is I sit down in the morning and I have a, a chart that it's on my computer, on an, an Excel that I print out. And I look at the different areas of responsibility. Now, that changes. Sure. Um, it changes with the, with the warming shelter when it's operating mm-hmm. uh, on what might happen there. It changes at home uh, when you're in the, in the cold wet winter weather type thing or in fire season or whatever. Um, you know, the other activities, it's, it's, it's a blend of things there. Uh, and, it, and it's easy to take and look at the, the physical things and push God out of it or, sure. or forget about him. Right. You know, just forget about going to him. Uh, so uh, church on Sunday, Bible study on Tuesday night, men's Bible study on Wednesday morning brings me back to that ground. Right. With it. And, and um, you know, I, I think that a lot of people who retire and become inactive start to go downhill sure mentally and physically sure and so it it helps me to be active both ways for sure with it yeah there's the there's kind of there's kind of two sides two extremes to it right where it it can be easy with ministry any kind of ministry active ministry where um maybe you're you're lazy and you're neglecting all kinds of things in general or it becomes your complete identity right where Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Other important things in your life start to get neglected because oh, ministry is calling. There's this thing to do. There's that thing to do, and in doing, in just running off into that, we're neglecting other things that God would have us pay attention to. So. Yeah, my wife is a good grounding rod. Yeah, I yeah. mean, in activities that major activities that look like they're on the horizon, we do some prayer and discussion, and it's in. I have to laugh at her because she may disagree with me, but instead of getting into a, a real heated argument, she says, I just go pray about it. And sure enough, two, three days mm-hmm. later, you change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God straightens you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it, it is, uh, you know, she, she uh, we have an agreement that if there's anything major, function or anything like that she has the right to cancel yep or to ask say hey enough yep with it so sense. yeah and i think that's the way it should be it's, it's not all it's, again it's not all about me right right what are some of the biggest discouragements of being a deacon don't and don't worry that we're sitting here no, <laughs> I, yeah, don't, don't say that there aren't any. I, I think um, there's a couple of different areas. One is when I see, in, on the physical side, see people mistreat mm-hmm. what is there, mm-hmm. you know, sure. the building. Which is an extra big challenge 
in Lapine where you deacon, right? Because there's a lot of ungrateful people Agreed. that are coming in. We're ministering Agreed. to a lot of people that don't care. Yep. Right. Right. So I, I think that, and then on the on the spiritual side, is where people would necessarily come to myself or Jock or or Craig and express concern with the church mm-hmm. and what's going on or whatever instead of going to you, yep. the pastors. Like, wait, wait. Yep. You know. Uh, Which is a normal pattern that I've seen in every church. Right. Mm-hmm. Is who, who's the next. That, that's when they actually pay attention to the office of deacons because they think that you guys have our ear, <laughs> but they don't want to go directly to the ear they should go to. Yeah. 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 And, and so when I, I see people, you know, I think we can be really honest here and say there is no perfect church. Nope. Right. There, there isn't. In in the in the and there won't be. In, no. In this life. No. Yep. No. I I yeah I would agree with you there. Yep. And so, when people take in, um, number one, they take and put pastors up on a pedestal. Yep. Number two, they think everything's got to be perfect, and and if it's not perfect, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. And then they go from church to church to church, and they start looking for what is perfect. Yes. Um, That's called I, consumerism. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and, and we remember that if we're coming from other churches, we bring that baggage with us. Totally. Uh, you know, we, we did it this way there. We did it this way there yep. and stuff. I don't care. Right. You know, as, as long as there's no violation of God's word, I'm good. Right. With it, you know, and so, um, hey, I, you know, I would hope that people, when they they listen to a sermon from either one of you, and they go back, if they say, well, something didn't sound right to me, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go back and look into the Word, but then if I can't figure it out, then why not contact you? Absolutely, sure. And ask that question. Yep, we love that. Don't come to me. Right. But but that's okay. Yeah. Because at least they're... They're um, opening up, yeah, and not just sitting there festering, and then all of a sudden, boom, where'd they go? Yeah, they're gone. Yeah, um, yeah, we've we've had that here too right. with deacons, it, where it, they're the sounding board for people's complaints that don't want to come directly to us, and we are sorry for that. I mean, we obviously there's nothing we can do about it, <laughs> but just just try to discourage and redirect those people, right, right, right. Yeah. which which but, is what you but do at the same time. If it, I think it's something major, is to pick up the phone and pass yeah. it on. Yeah, just for sure. For, just for as a which you have done. There's yeah. been things yeah. that have been you concerning have. enough to you that you've you've let us know, and that that's just awesome. So right, yeah. like you know, w- one of the things that I I'm playing with right now is kind of a, on the fun side is is working on my ham radio license. Yeah. And one of the questions on that is, what do you do when somebody sends you a, a message? Well, you pass it on yeah. exactly as it comes to you, yeah. especially if it's something important. Sure, sure. There. And, and the, so that's, you know, we're kind of a repeater yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. when it comes to that. Well, I want to go back to the first discouragement because that's, that's one of the things that, 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 again, I really respect about the way that you've done what you've done is I know that some of the ministries that we have going in and out of the building 
can't be discouraging and that you may not even necessarily agree. I'm not saying you do or don't, but this is my impression that you may not necessarily even, even get down with some of what we're ministering to. And yet you still minister well (laughs) in spite of your agreement or disagreement or challenge that you may have with, with some of that. And, and again, that's just you being on board and, um, and, and showing others that this is what it looks like to be on board, that it's not all about me, even if I don't like this thing and I, and I actually would rather it maybe not be here. This is what God's doing through our leadership right now. So I'm going to get on, on the but bus. But if you don't agree, don't go to playing the games outside yeah. and trying to gain support from other people and, or, or playing the games about. Uh, and the temptation is there. Oh, it, I, it, it oh yeah. always it. There. Look, See, I've done it. Yeah. I wasn't always a pastor. Right. I've gone through churches, and I've, I've done my share of mischievous little, little to actions. To try to get something sure. done. Absolutely. Just completely yeah. fleshy, completely sinful, all about me, and gone around and tried to get people. You know, misery loves company. And Anyway, yeah, I, I'm glad that you don't play that game. Well, and the question comes up, what does it really matter? What does it really matter? Yeah. Is it, is it, is it something that it's earth-shaking? Right on it, or is it something that just sure okay? You know, no big deal. Yeah, let it slide. Other side of that previous question: What are some of the coolest things? What are some of the the biggest just rewards of being a deacon? Well, you know, and I I'm a have to I'm going to have to say this when it, in relationship to um, our church, the Lapine Church down there. Yeah. We are one church in two locations. Kind of, yes. Yeah, we are. Yep. But but you hate hate to take a Sunday away from where you go to church and come up here yep. or vice versa and go down there. Yeah. Right. But you know, and we and we should cuz you know, I miss the people up here. Sure. That I know cuz they're family. Yeah. With it. I I think that the biggest satisfaction to get is watch the new people walk in the door. Yeah. yeah. You know, just you know, and want to welcome them. Want to sure. get to know them. Yeah. Um, want to come alongside the men that come in. And uh, and that's still easy to do in Lapine, especially because it's mm-hmm. so small right. mm-hmm. that you know, you know when someone new walks in. Yep. Like it, yeah, they we're here. I, I miss them all the time. You know, we'll, we'll get to, together and debrief on a day when I preached here and they'll be like, well, who was there and who was new? And I'll be like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's overwhelming. But in Lapine, like it's still so manageable right. that mm-hmm. it's easy to come around that person when they walk you know, through the door and, and to make sure that you make that, that point of connection with them. So I, I play that game of, can I name everybody is sitting there in church? Right. You know, how do you do? Do you pass or fail? No, I, there's still a few, <laughs> you know, yeah. that I come across or I forget or, you know, yeah. you know, do the word association game, that Dale Carnegie type thing, trying to remember their names. I and, fail. Right. Yeah. At that. Yeah. But for the most part, yeah, you can pick them up, yeah. pick them up pretty good, and 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 remember them. I think the other thing is that beyond any other church that I've been in, and I've been in semi mega churches, we're probably our, our facility is probably used more than for other ministries in any other one between sure. that was between the, the warming shelter and and AA and NA and 
you know, uh, yeah, even though I, I got a little frustrated with the veterinary thing well, coming that way. We we all did. Because, yeah. again, the, with some of these things, you're going to have things that are revealed to you that you weren't expecting. Right. And right. So you got to adjust as you go. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. to, to, to see it used is, you know, to become a, not just a, a, a blank, empty building except for Sundays. Right. You know. Or not just this thing that only believers right. hoard and hide for themselves. Right. But right. That, that it's truly for, for the community, you know, that we're being generous. So yeah. our generosity goes beyond how we live and even the gospel we proclaim and how we treat each other. It goes to even the things we have. Those are mm-hmm. gods, right? And yeah. so that's kind of been our philosophy. And and uh, I, th- I think that's when you do. I know why churches don't do that, going back to right. something you said earlier, right? Because you do. There is a lack of gratitude. There's a lack of, of people taking care of these things, right? And being nice to them um, and, and, and things getting ruined and things getting stolen. Mm-hmm. And all the things that we've seen are the discouragements. Um, but at the same time, which one's, which one's better? Uh, to not have done it, <laughs> to get away from the discouragements, right. or to yeah. do it in spite of the discouragements, knowing that this is what God would have us do. And so I, I think we've all bought into that. I, I, I know you have. Yeah, facility-wise, there's nothing that can't be fixed. Right. Okay. Or replaced so, or uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just as keeps you keeps you in a job. It, stewardships, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, is it the wisest thing to continue to have to repair right. something? Sure. You right. know, but uh, you know, there there are some folks that that you run weren't run across there either in in some of the meetings of warming shelter that. It honestly makes a big difference. It, it absolutely does, and that cancels out all the negative part for sure. Right. So that that's that's maybe my my next question or leads into it is like what keeps you from being discouraged? Because like you said, there are temptations, even with just the things that people say to you sometimes, and it's easy to fall into some of that, like you said, um, or you spending all this time doing this thing in the building just to find it wrecked or ruined. Like what keeps you from becoming? discouraged well again it's not it's not about me okay Okay. no that's that's a good answer yeah yeah Uh, and and if i I do get a frustration that's where i bounce it i could bounce it off you guys you know and and or i bounce it off a jock sure you know vice versa yeah you know uh yeah but that's where it stops yeah it doesn't get spread out with it because then it becomes gossip. Then it becomes, well, you know, if I want to go some other place, I can make a list of things why I don't like our church. Right, and right, whatnot. right. And, and come on. Yeah. I've been yeah. around that too yeah. much. Yeah. No, that, that that's that's part of, again, what we love about your maturity mm-hmm. is you can tell that you're a guy that's learned by, you've come up through the ranks by right. being around it too much and just looking at it and going like, this, this isn't the way love um, prevails in a in a church community in a in a family is by us doing these things. Yeah, so, I've always yeah. served in some form. Yeah, yeah. whether it, it you know cooking or green room in a big church for yeah. preparing the meals for you know the music team and stuff or working sound or lights or uh, video or you know yeah. I I I think you have to be involved. or teaching. I no, think you have yeah. to be involved. Yeah, for sure. You know, if because it's it's kind of like 
kind of like taking ownership. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to buy into this, or are you just is this just a gas station you that you're going to come it. in and fill up on Sunday? Exactly. Or are you going to buy in? Yeah, it's the difference between the analogy we always use is, is it's a difference between a cruise ship <clears throat> mentality and a battleship mentality, right? Mm-hmm. On a cruise ship, you are going to get a little glass of something with an umbrella in it and yeah. then recline in the sun. Right. And yeah. with a battleship, there's some kind of a position that you need to take in order for that ship to go and to be effective. And, you know, everyone's got a station, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, it's the difference between consumerism and buy-in. Right. You know, so which is why we're constantly preaching that one. I've I've owned this whole thing. You haven't got to say anything. You have got any questions? No, you got, your questions are great. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you wanted to, I didn't want to like stifle. No, no not at all. I'm just, I'm kind of listening and taking in the conversation. And word. Yeah. Word to a future deacon. Mm-hmm. What would you say? You got, you got some young man coming up the ranks and he, he seems to have this in him. Uh, just this desire to serve the body of Christ. What do you tell them? Don't don't take the term deacon or position deacon that gets you up onto a pedestal mm-hmm. with it. Just serve. Mm-hmm. Don't. I mean, it, it's easy to to puff your chest out or want to put a name badge on and say I'm right. a deacon. Right. Uh, don't. That's why we don't give deacons cards. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't, you know, it's, it's, uh, and, and I have to tell you, as I sit here, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah. It, it, because, again, don't put me on a pedestal. Don't, right. don't put me up to the point where when I stumble and I fall that people go look at him. For sure, sure. for sure. I don't want to be that way. Well, our, our intention today is definitely not to worship you. Right. But it is to express, it is to, to look at someone faithful and point at them and say, this is a right. faithful man in the ministry. This is a faithful man. Um, th- this is the way deaconing should look biblically. And we do know that you're infallible. We do know that it is possible the, for you to fall. Fallible, oh. not infallible. Oh, fall- <laughs> no. Did I, Make did sure I, you get I, that right. I gave you the other one? Yeah. yeah. You guys know what I mean. You know it. Thank you, Chad. But it, it, it's the same in your walk in life. Yeah. Your witness. You know, uh, it's a testimony. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be perfect in your in yeah. your home relationship. You're not going to be perfect if you're in the business relationship. But, yep. but, you know, if, if somebody, if you accept that position as a deacon, you accept that ownership and that responsibility mm-hmm. to do the best you can. Sure. And uh, I, I think probably I'm somewhat of a Type A yeah. individual. Yeah. And so it's it's fairly easy for me to direct things and, and stuff like this. But at the same time, you have to roll up your sleeve and get into the muck. And lead by example. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, just, yeah. well, you, you you roll up your sleeve and you get in the muck because you want to get the job done. Yeah, sure. With it. And if nobody shows up to help, does that stop it? No. Right. Just takes longer to get the job done. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I can I can look at, you know, what we've got planned for this Saturday and cleaning, uh, the home that's been given to us and stuff, and it's it's not a pleasant thing to look mm-hmm. at, by any means, on there. Yeah. And to think, well, how many people are going to show up to help and and whatnot? Right. And you go, doesn't matter really. Well, I announced it here, and I hope 
I hope that you get some response. Yeah, I'm we'll, sure there, we'll will, there will be. Oh, I, I, you know, and again, it's it's in God's hands. Sure, it's it's not. I don't need to put that burden on my shoulders and no. say, you know, as long as you do what you're supposed to do by getting the word out and, right. and explaining it the right way, you know, um, whatever well, At the same comes, time, if you yeah. don't get a good turnout, don't kill yourself. Yeah. No. Don't, don't put no. on a cape and be super no, Mike. No. We, limited, Mac Daddy. we limited it to three hours. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. And then okay. if we have to come back in on a second deal. Yeah. You'll do more. We'll do it. Okay. Um, anything you would like to share before we shut this thing off? No. We already Not. we already went through it, man. That's Good. how quick yeah. it goes. Thanks for being here today. For sure. Sharing your thoughts. Yeah, thank you so and much. Well, for yeah, all that you do. Yeah, I, I think uh, I would like to see us close in prayer. Yeah, I would like to see us yeah. close uh, in prayer too. Do, yeah. you, do you want to be I'll the do man it. to do it. do it? All right, I'll Mike. Do it. Dear Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you, Father, for... The positions that you put us in, in in the places that you put us, Father, where it's a pastor, deacon, elder, uh, or just a servant, Father, I thank you that um, through this that we can kind of uh, not work our salvation out, but to lay these efforts at your feet um, and say thank you. Thank you for everything you do for us. And it's the least that we can do back to you. So we just uh, we just bless this time again. I thank you for the pastors in this church and, and, the, and the family in this church, Father. And pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, brother. Appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. <laughs> Uh, yeah, if you got questions, I won't see you next week. No, and you won't see here. me next week. I'll see everybody next week. That's right. Chad will see yeah. you all. So if you got questions, send them in. We'll. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.